Welcome to episode 70 of the Badass Midlife Podcast. Now, I have set a few goals in my life, and some of them have actually come to fruition. But as I look at back at the ones that haven't, I realize, obviously, I may very well have been the problem. But it wasn't for lack of trying, but more so for lack of deciding, the lack of making a decision or the ability to do that. But now, I know better. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Hey friends, welcome to the Badass Midlife Podcast. This is the place where we talk about midlife hangups, what to let go of, what to hang on to, and how to move on and actually do your midlife like a badass. Enjoy the show. Hey friends, happy Tuesday. Hope everyone is doing well today. As I mentioned, episode 70. That's pretty exciting. Getting close to that hundo mark. I can't wait. Um, really excited about the topic today. I think being stuck uh, is uh, a real tenet of being in midlife um, and just kind of getting in the rut. I always like to say that comfy rut uh, where we just are on autopilot a lot of the time. Um, so today I wanted to talk about getting unstuck, accomplishing more, and how to just be happier in general. So a fair amount of your life might be out of your control, but a lot of things aren't. And those things fall into the category of lack of committing to the decision or feeling so stuck that you just can't decide. So if you have a few unchecked boxes in your list of life goals like I do and I think most people do it might be time to evaluate whether or not those things didn't happen because they were outside of your control um, a result of maybe special circumstances or if the only thing that was missing was just your ability to kind of pull the trigger and decide to go ahead and move forward. So when you delay or avoid decision-making, it can actually be thought of as a strategy to delay or avoid imaginary negative consequences. So it's not just that, oh, you know, I'm not gonna decide that right now just cause whatever, I don't have time or I'm busy or whatever. It could just be you saying uh, unconsciously, I feel like there could be some negative consequences here, so I'm just not gonna even go there. You're imagining that if you make a decision, something negative could possibly happen. So the idea that you could be stuck or unhappy due to just the inability to decide seems a little overly simplistic, but that doesn't mean it's not happening. I, mean, I think it happens all the time. Think about all of the things that you might have struggled with making a decision like, I don't know, should I do this or that? And then like it ended up that you didn't actually decide one or the other. And I always talk about, you know, when you have a decision to make and you're down to the two options, usually either option is gonna work out one way or another but you just have to choose one. So both options could be feasible. They could lead to potential good, potential setback, whatever it is, but neither of the two is gonna really, uh, you know, just end you. So, but still, sometimes we just don't do it. But there's a few signs that can really help you identify if you are being stuck 
on purpose. And I say on purpose because that's just you just choosing not to decide to take a path. So there's a few signs that can help identify that. One is you might just be overcomplicating the outcome of whatever the decision is. So if you're constantly in a state of getting information, doing research, contemplating, you know, all the different scenarios that you have to go through that could possibly happen, if you're just stuck in that research stage, you never actually have to make a change. Because you're just like researching. Well, I'm, I'm still researching. I'm looking into it. I'm going to see how this person does it. I'm going to take this course. I'm going to uh, follow this person on Instagram and really, you know, I just because data is what I need. And that's great. But like really considering and and really cogitating and researching, that whole process becomes a little bit of a safety blanket. And I mean, who doesn't want a safety blanket? As humans, we really don't like change. The primary function of our brain is to keep us safe. And that means sticking to what we know to be true every day and not really deviating too much. We like that. And who could blame that? We talk about how routines are really good. Routines for us, as well as routines for kids, routines at work. Those things give us a sense of peace and satisfaction. So thinking about new things and change and all that does feel a little unsettling. But then why do those dreams and those new ideas actually pop in every now and then? Why? Why do they just pop up and we're like, man, I I saw that. I was like, man, I wish I could do that. Well, it's because our brain kind of likes that too. So it creates this perfect storm between staying with what we know and trying something new. But our brain does see things and is inspired and is obviously intrigued by new things and exciting things. And some types of uh, things that we see whether it's creative in a certain way or something that we just have a, a sort of innate interest in, boy, when those things pop up, we're just like, it just lights a little fire, you know? And those, and then we just start thinking in, about it. But then again, we go back into that fear mode. And the bottom line is that whenever you overcomplicate the outcome of what could happen if you moved forward with one of those intriguing ideas. That's just your really clever primal brain doing its best to keep you safe, also known as stuck. Well played, brain. It's really interesting because, you know, when you think about it, we do that in a lot of areas of our life. You know, we just get into getting more data. I a couple years ago, uh, I want to say just right during COVID and the and the start of all that, I thought I have all this time on my hand, hands. I'm just going to do research and uh, you really learn as much as I can about the different things I like to do. Like I like to freelance write and do short form writing. I started my book, um, took some classes. I just was spending money unnecessarily on learning and getting information so much, you know? And it was really me taking my midlife self and really challenging it to do something else. But at the end of the day, all I was doing is getting research. 
I didn't really actually feel like I was taking a big leap. I took little leaps. I mean, here I am doing the podcast. I do write constantly when I have free time. But the point is, I didn't really go as deep as a lot of the things I was trying to learn and research. I just couldn't quite get there. And that's fine because sometimes in this stage of our lives, it just takes us some baby steps because we have a lot of self-doubt we bring to the table, uh, a lot of just questions on whether this is a waste of time. You know, you start to feel like, I mean, I'm already, you know, whatever I am. I'm in midlife. I'm in my 50s. I'm in my 60s. Whatever it is. And it just seems like, ah, you know, why Why would I start now? So whenever you think about over an overcomplicated outcome or you're just like, yeah, when you get to that point, just really remember that that is you saying, yeah, I'm just... I'm just like not trying to decide that right now. That's just me not wanting to do this. And that's what keeps you stuck. That's what keeps you stuck. You want to stay safe right where you are. For the most part, 90% of things in your life have to stay exactly the same. You might try this little new thing, but you're not going to go too far. That's just you trying to stay safe. So just recognize that when you're doing that, you really are just keeping yourself in a spot and maybe it could be leading to a little bit of you know dissatisfaction and and boredom and just no excitement but you're really you're not really able to necessarily push through it until you can identify like this is what i'm doing right now i'm trying to stay safe but i'm going to keep pushing all right another sign that you might be doing that is that you're skeptical like i am such a skeptic right and that can be good or bad on the one hand it really leads you to think about things more critically and evaluate more objectively. And if you're a person that makes really impulsive decisions, being a skeptic every once in a while is a really healthy practice. However, if you are thinking that you might uh, be one of those people that does it all the time, like me, you might wanna ask yourself if the feelings are really valid And based on truth, you know, is there something that happened in the past that's making you be skeptical about this? And if the answer is yes, then really pay attention to that feeling and kind of go a little bit deeper to pull some layers back, you know? Because there's a reason why we're generally skeptical. And it's usually because something in our past, it didn't happen, it didn't work last time, I tried this whatever. And then it's just, it's keeping you stuck because you're a skeptic and you just know that things are always going to turn out the same. Your inner doubter could be contributing to a real emotional wall that you're intentionally building to keep something or someone at arm's length. And that's really something to explore. You could be having skeptical feelings about your partner or relationship. And they could be distorted and just be a result of you kind of being unwilling to allow the relationship to evolve. And without realizing it, you might be bringing some past issues in. This could be a relationship at home with a partner or a work relationship where, you know, someone in your past work life may have really Uh, kind of stabbed you in the back and it really keeps you from going deep and making those new relationships with other people and being able to trust and it makes you skeptical 
So evaluate those emotions when you're feeling negative or doubtful and ask yourself, is this feeling that I'm having based on something real about this specific moment in time with this specific person or is this a story that I have kind of become comfortable with and kind of made a story based on something that happened long ago? And that answer to that question is going to help you really determine if you're avoiding new feelings, just avoiding them because you just are uncomfortable moving forward versus really wisely processing them. Don't give your skepticism all the power. It needs some. It needs to exist. Being a skeptic, I think, is um, it's a little it's healthy in its appropriate doses, you know, but it, it can't have all the power all the time. It can't be the primary guider to your decisions. And also something kind of parallel to that is that you might keep thinking about how things have always been. So clinging to the past keeps you right out of the present. It makes an easy escape from making a decision because you're just staying in the past, staying in how things have been, staying to the things that have happened to you that have led you to this point. There can be a ton of reasons why you're feeling attached to your story of how things have always been. Maybe, you know, you're lacking self-love, self-worth or self-esteem, fear. You know, those are all reasons that you could be stuck in the past. And really kind of sadly, regardless of why, it can hold you back and prevent you from really feeling true joy in the present. And being fearful in your present life kind of confirms that your fate is just to stay put, just where you've always been because things, quote, don't really ever work out. And Lord knows I've been here, you know, where you just feel like, yeah, it's just not, that isn't going to work out. Like, I'm just not even going to try that. I mean, if this thing wouldn't have happened 10 years ago, wouldn't have brought me to this, which has led me to this, and now I'm here. And yeah, there's just a lot to overcome. And this is kind of how it's always been. But the truth is, we don't need the jaws of life to pull us out of this toxic mindset. Just a few little changes to get you out of what I think is a habit of being stuck in the way things have always been. But a couple tips on that. One, talk through why you kind of want to stay there. You know, in other words, talk to your stuckness and find out why and how it is serving you well. The odds are that it's keeping you from making a move, from making a decision or changing something because you kind of like where you are. Like, ouch, right? Believe it or not, it is possible on some level that you kind of want to stay there. Because if you didn't, wouldn't you be taking giant action? Even small action. But there's something that it's doing for you to stay stuck. There's something that it's doing for you. And that's why you're staying there. So don't be too quick to dismiss the idea that you may not be making a move because you kind of like where you are. And you can like it for a lot of reasons. You can like it because you feel like you have a certain cross to bear. You can like it because you should have made a better decision 30 years ago. And so this is your martyr coming out. 
we have a lot of reasons why we can just decide that we want to stay right where we are. Even though we can bitch and talk about why we don't, there's something that it's doing for us, something that we believe we deserve to tolerate. And so we just don't make those moves. The second thing you might try is to talk to somebody that really loves you unconditionally and cares about you no matter what. Just being around someone that can continually just really shine a light on really the good person that you are and point out the amazing qualities that you have can help break you out of kind of those negative thought loops. Gwen Dittmar has a thing where she says, we begin to change the stuck neural pathways when we, when someone we love looks us in the eye and celebrates our strengths. Who doesn't love that? It's a game changer. You know, there have been different times in, you know, one of my daughter's lives where they're just so down in the dumps. And when you just shine a light on the, just the overflowing amount of talent and capability and be very specific about the things that they do so well because we all know we get in those moods where we're like, I suck at everything. How am I even gonna do life? You know? Everybody else seems to have this figured out. I don't. And it happens a lot in a young person, you know, they have those moments. But if someone that really cares about you can every now and then just really pull you out of that loop of thought of like that's just that I can't. I don't know how. I'm not that good at No, you need people around you that can celebrate those little things about you, your strengths. The fact that you have a certain dream. Celebrate. Celebrate those with with people. Find someone that can celebrate those with you. And then finally, you know, move your body. Like stuckness can actually become stuck in you and moving around can just help loosen its grip. And it's just amazing what a little bit of dancing or jogging or walking outside can do. It can clear your head. It can give you energy. It can get you centered and really allow the space for you to make some new plans without the burden of just always being like, well, things just don't work out. No, you can just do a little reset with those things. You don't need to keep always thinking about how things have always been. Another reason why you might just be staying stuck on purpose is you, it could be as simple as you just don't really want to. It's really easy to talk about a new goal, but unless you're totally bought in, they're just words. And let's be honest, whether it's about uh, new being healthy, losing weight, sometimes it's just like those are words and we'll try this much, but we're not going to try that next step. This is classic me on this one you know I want to complain all the time about the things that don't work for me to get uh, back to the fitness level I was at before but there's just some things I'm not gonna go ahead and do even though I think that they could work so the truth is maybe I just don't want it that bad but that's not really true because I really really do I think about it all the time but there's just something about it where you, you can logically say, well, if you really wanted it that bad, you would just go do it. You would just work out instead of two days a week, you'd work out four days a week. Just that little switch. So decide if it is something you really, really want. And honestly, if you don't really want it that bad, then get it out of your head 
and stop talking about it and stop acting like you do because maybe you just really don't. Maybe you're bought into some notion because whatever society is making you feel like, well, I should have this, I should be doing this. Maybe you just don't really want it that bad. Maybe it's not you. And that's a possibility too. So there's no sense in like kind of running yourself through the ringer about not doing a thing when maybe it's just something that you kind of got pulled into, but it wasn't really something that you wanted. And finally, you know, you could just be tired. (laughs) I mean, like, hello, yeah, you're just plain tired. Just on overload and, and committing to doing something new, getting unstuck or pursuing kind of an audacious goal might just be too much for you right now. And that's understandable. You know, we all have times that our cup runneth over with just tasks and responsibilities and adding another drop of anything just is going to create this flood and push us over the edge. And if that's the case, make the decision not to make any new decisions right now. That is a decision, right? You might not be in any kind of condition to do it. So it might be better to wait until you're in a better spot. And we all have times in our lives when there's just a lot going on. We all can kind of reflect back to when that has been, where it's just been like, holy cow, like when it rains, it pours. So much is happening. It's like one day you were fine and all of a sudden there's nine things that all of a sudden are up in the air and and not, you know, solid anymore. And it's just a terrifying time. That's not the time to pursue something new and decide like, oh, I'm going to get unstuck now. That's not the time to do that. Making a decision to be happy or to believe that everything is going to work out doesn't mean that you are living in denial or being Pollyanna or wearing rose-colored glasses. It's being realistic. Life is not necessarily easy and everybody knows that. But staying stuck in the things that you can't control is really a waste of time and energy. But happiness in a lot of cases really is a decision. And while I think that people say that a lot and it's a lot easier said than done, happiness is a choice. I mean, kind of in a way, it I, I really believe that. And it's a matter of just making those decisions about the things that you actually want and the things you're going to tolerate and not tolerate. Those are all decisions. You know, no one has you shackled into... Uh, you know, in a room where you can't make decisions freely. You can do that. So here's a few hot tips to remind yourself that when uh, you feel like you're on the road to stuckness, that there is a way out. You are responsible for your feelings and your happiness. It's really not anyone else's job. It's not contingent on anyone else's mood. Because if you look outside of yourself to be happy today, you're going to always be in pursuit of it and you're never going to feel like you got there. Decide and choose happiness just in the little simple life that you live in spite of anyone or anything else. Because shit's going to happen all the time. And we could just be unhappy every day because a lot of shit happens all the time. Whether in our home, our community, our world, there's a lot of stuff. But you can maintain your sense of well-being and positivity yourself. It really isn't 
on anyone else. Another tip would be to disconnect from news and social media, especially the heavy, uh, depressing stuff. You know, if you want to watch the news in the morning, that's good. But my goodness, don't leave it on all day. It just leads to just unnecessary stress. You know, take your causes, do the work that you want. If you want change, be the change that you want to see. But fill your head and your heart with inspiring things and follow uplifting people. Decide that you're going to just avoid additional stress and negativity because we have enough. So it's a decision to avoid the excess. We can have strong feelings about things and we can really rally around a cause, but we don't have to let it permeate our every fiber of our being and be negative about it. Think about, get yourself in solution mode, you know, do something little in your small circle that can make change. You can't change the world, but you might be able to change your circle or make one little move that inspires some change. Next, distance yourself from people that are negative and that bring you down, people that complain, people that gossip. It's just going to keep you in that funk and you just don't need that. Choose those friends in your social circle really wisely and just kind of make a conscious effort to be around the people who really love you and lift your spirits and that you love and that you want to always be there to lift them up because they're lift upable. You know, there's nothing worse than you feeling like, all right, I'm going to be positive. And then you're with someone and they just cannot be budged. I mean, it's just like I throw my hands in the air like, okay, I can't do anymore with you. Like, you're just not coming with me. And that's a lot. And it also just keeps you down. It's like trying to save someone in the water and they're, and you're just, they're just like not even trying. It's like, well, pretty soon you're going to go under too. So really kind of be aware of the people that you're around. Because that's just not good for you overall. And it does kind of keep you in that stuck mindset. Next, don't wait for your ship to come in. Swim to it, girl. You'll forever be in almost there land if you believe that if this happens, then you can be happy. And there have been studies that show that the endless pursuit of happiness leads to continual unhappiness. Decide not to wait, but to pursue your dreams and set really specific small goals and just take one little step at a time. Ships don't come in. You know, they're out there. You go go to it. You know, that goal, that thing you aspire to do, make a plan. What are the steps to get there? They can be teeny ones. And when we talk about making uh, goals and tiny steps, we celebrate the little wins. Whatever that little thing is that you were able to do today to get toward that goal, celebrate that. And just keep revisiting the goal so that you can actually be attached every day and reminded and just kind of keep it there, you know, be happy about it. And finally, you may not have everything exactly the way you want, but let's face it, you do have a lot. We are really blessed. Think about what has worked out in your life and the good life that you do have and and all of the positives. I mean, this goes back to being a, you know, having gratitude, being a grateful person, the relationships that you have that are good, your family, what you've accomplished, 
just decide to focus on the good and you'll instantly kind of start to feel better. So being busy isn't the goal. Happiness kind of is a goal. Don't let negative people, um, the sadness of the past, the realities that you have had to live through uh, or fear of a certain outcome, push that aside. And don't let those things keep you from even trying to be happy. Choose to feel the feelings, but not let them weigh you down. And you know what? If that involves getting a therapist so that you can finally get unstuck, that's okay. Not every day is going to be happy, happy, joy, joy. It's not. And not every goal is going to get checked off in your life. But that doesn't mean that you should stay stuck where you are in feelings of hopelessness or negativity. I hate that feeling of hopelessness. That's a one that I kind of get every now and then where I can't put the words to what I'm feeling. But it's when I have felt the worst in my life because I've lost hope. And it's just so terrible, you know? But these doing these little things and reminding myself, oh, it's this is what I'm doing because I'm trying to stay safe, because I'm trying to stay comfortable. But it's not really because things are hopeless. It's because I'm so used to this feeling of safety here that instead of looking ahead and trying new things, I'm just going to stay right here. But then in the long run, it, it makes you kind of lose that anticipation of good things happening. It doesn't mean that you have to ignore past pain or turn off any of those feelings or smash them down. But you're really just kind of using your brain and your heart in tandem to keep yourself from being stuck and staying in one spot and staying a little bit unhappy and mired in your past story. I don't want anyone to do that. Just think about what it is, you know, that's keeping you stuck Really think about uh, the story that you're telling yourself and you will be able to accomplish more and just generally be a happier person if you make those conscious decisions to do that. Well, friends, that is all I have for you today. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll see you next time. Hey friends, if you enjoy the Badass Midlife Podcast, please do a solid for me and subscribe so you get all of the new episodes when they come out and leave a five-star review and a comment. I'd love to hear from you.